welcome to episode 360 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, a podcast about life if your life is all about Parkrun. I'm Simon Mackley and I'm joining you from Kwandamooka country. And I'm Melissa Ellis and I'm joining from Wurundjeri country. Hi Simon, good to catch you again. It's been a couple of weeks since I saw you at Bondi to Manly. Indeed, we had a great weekend or yeah, great weekend that weekend. The cheetah weekend. Have you all recovered? My legs are feeling a lot better now than they did after that, yes. But, um, yeah, no, I'm feeling much better. And I trust you were safely back up in Kingsland, not uh, still down in New South Wales? Not still down in New South Wales. I, I got home safely. I didn't get on the flight that I was expected to get on, but I, oh. I did end up getting home. So that's all right. The joys. Oh, I did wonder about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't at the airport when you got there. <laughs> no, I know. Um, and I didn't get to see you after nippers because you'd already – and I just apparently missed you by five minutes. I know. Mr. Rainbow picked me up and, uh, yeah, it was very close apparently. Never mind about that. But, Simon, we have to correct – a little error I made last week, or I was just a bit vague in my not park run stats uh, affirmations, would you say? <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's call it that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I know that you said that, uh, yeah, that the you said something around that it was the, the largest uh, not park run amount um, ever. In my defence, I was a bit vague. <laughs> yes, you were vague. You were vague and I, I misunderstood what you were saying. So I realise now that you were talking about the most parkrun adventurers that have done a not parkrun. Um, but it did send me down a little bit of a rabbit hole to see when was the last time we had, um, you know, what was the, the highest uh, amount of Aussies doing not parkruns. So the previous week was 124 the last time that that was beaten was six months prior. So the 9th of May had 125. And then this year, let's say, the 31st of January had the highest with 159. So I couldn't actually go back through my emails from when Not Park Run originally started, but um, 159 was, was quite a good outcome earlier in the year. Hmm, very good. So apologies to everybody for being a bit vague. I obviously hadn't done enough homework. I knew one of the figures in my results was uh, the largest to date, but I just didn't realise what it was. But thank you for the clarification. But uh, what about this last Saturday, Simon? Did you have an adventure? I did not have an adventure. I was oh. at the very closest parkrun to me, which is Redland Bay, which is only two and a half k's away from my house. And there were a few adventurers there. So I, I put in the Friday post that I was going to be at Redland Bay. And then a few people like Roberta Winters and Lyndall Murray changed their plans and decided they were going to come to Redland Bay as well. A frond. A frond indeed. A small frond, but a frond indeed. So yeah, Redland Bay. There were it was event number two hundred ninety eight. Uh, there were one hundred and fifty four participants, either running or walking, plus fifteen volunteers. So it's run on the lands of the Kwandamooka people as well. It starts with two anti clockwise laps around 
a an AFL oval and then kicks out onto a path that runs along the foreshore, along Moreton Bay, uh, and then turns around at a, at a golf course after a few lumps here and there and uh, and then comes back and starts almost where you sorry finishes almost where you start so yeah it was a it actually got quite hot it was um yeah quite a hot little morning Hmm. how about you mel where did you get to well as mentioned last week i returned to karkarook park run in heatherton on the lands of the bunyarong people it's 19 kilometers southeast of melbourne and karkarook park is a wetland reserve built around a 15 hectare artificial lake created by sand mining between 1997 and 2001 the name karkarook means sandy place and is affectionately known to the locals as Karki parky I was in the area due to a social function the night before, which led me to be staying at my auntie's house in nearby Cheltenham. Now, despite knowing I had friends running at numerous park runs across Melbourne, I deliberately earmarked Karkarook, hoping my auntie would offer to accompany me come Saturday. And I was indeed rewarded early Saturday morning when she inquired as to whether I'd be walking or running at park run. I quickly declared I would walk if she was interested in joining me and we were off just like that for the short drive to park run before she could reconsider. As luck would have it, Chris Ruse was back home with his son Nathan after having been away celebrating his 250th the week before. It was Chris's 150th occasion running at Karkarook and his community celebrated him accordingly. It was my second visit to the park after having attended the inaugural back in November of 2016, so seven years ago, and the event has had a course change in that time and is now two anti-clockwise laps of the perimeter of the park. Previously, the course ran the opposite direction, and I believe there is some conjecture over which way is the fastest. It was event number 299. So, Simon, I've just realised that Redland Bay and Karkarook are practically twins. Practically. Uh, There was 306 walkers and runners taking part, including Auntie Julie, for her second ever park run. After the event, I did speak to the RD Sherelle Fernando and ED Andrew Compson, tipped off on my attendance by Chris, I think, although I didn't record any audio. I also had my brand new ugly Christmas singlet on, the budgie edition, which was spotted by an eagle-eyed ugly Christmas singlet enthusiast, and my little car was also creating a stir in the car park. As mentioned earlier, I did walk the event, cheered on by lots of happy and enthusiastic marshals. Auntie is quite the walker, so we got around the course in 48.17. After the event, I hung around a little while to chat before heading home across town, feeling hopeful that Auntie may return now that she knows just how close and friendly her local park run is. So I take it she's been elsewhere if she didn't know where her closest park run was. Uh, yes, she has. And uh, Back in whenever it was that Grand Ridge Rail Trail Merbu North launched, which is a few years back, because I think it was when I was just a brand-new roving reporter on the Channel 5 News crew. I, mm. I seem to remember meeting Tony there proudly displaying my Channel 5 News crew pass. <laughs> <laughs> So it must, yeah, anyway, it was a while ago, but Auntie Holiday is up in Merbu North, so she happened to be there the weekend of that launch and she also attended that event. Nice. But I don't think she had any idea that Karkarook was in existence or so close. Okay. 
So she's two from two. She's an adventurer already. Correct. Oh, I should hack her profile and add the Adventurous Club, shouldn't I? Indeed. Hmm. I had to bring her up on the 5K app because she didn't remember her barcode. (laughs) But I wasn't going to let her get away with not recording it, so. Exactly. And quite swift as a walker. Like, that, that time's pretty good. I know, 100%. She is a fast walker. There was no problem there at all. Yeah. Hmm. Excellent. Well, shall we kick into the news and discussion? Yes. So we had a comment from Stephen Walsh on episode 359's post. He said, thanks for the shout out in the podcast this week. I was listening in my car and you mentioned Bolton Park Run and the Frond of Three that was discussed on the Facebook post last week. I've actually laughed out loud at hearing my name. I'm hoping you enjoy hearing your name again today, Stephen. (laughs) I feel like fame had come my way for about three seconds, then looked around the traffic to see if I was being seen. Nobody recognised me, though. Keep up the good work. Currently stuck on 70 different uh, venues due to the cost of petrol and the time I'd be away from home on a Saturday to get to my Nendi. Although I do appreciate that here in England, our park runs are a lot closer together than you guys in Australia. I salute your commitment to being a tourist with some of the trips that you have to undertake to tick off another unique event. Wow, very good. And 70 different events. That's a nice effort. So well done on that, Stephen. And thanks for writing in. Now, we also have a public service announcement. Simon, the elves have been busy with a buy swap sell post over on the ugly Christmas singlet and shirt page. So I thought I would draw the adventurer's attention to it. Now the post reads, pre-owned new and used ugly Christmas tops. Here's something new. Looking for a past design that you missed and don't mind getting it secondhand? Have some ugly Christmas apparel you would like to move on to a new home? This thread is for you. Use the comment section to let others know if you are in search of or want to sell ugly Christmas tops. Please be sure to include the relevant size, style, design details, as well as condition of the goods. Please also include a photo of the item if you have a top you are listing to sell. So I thought that our adventurers might be interested to know about this, Simon, being that there's many people that weren't around back in the early days when the singlets first came out. Uh, There might be people out there that have sizes that no longer fit or indeed never fit and may have been too big. So do pop over to the Ugly Christmas singlet and shirt page and find the post if you are interested in doing a bit of wheeling and dealing. Such a good idea and it's saving the environment as well. You might have also bought your husband one who's never worn it. (laughs) Oh, right. When the original Koality one came out, I bought my daughter one in a child's size Uh and then she got big and didn't fit anymore. Yeah. I actually passed that on a couple of years ago to a friend who had a little girl a similar, well, of an age that it would fit. Yeah. Posted it on and I know that they were very super excited to new owners of the quality shirt so there you go good one to have as well it is it absolutely is and you could just buy it now too because they are the second opening of the ugly christmas singlet and shirts has been um available so i don't know if people are aware of that too we forgot to mention it last week and i'm not exactly sure when it's closing but it might be still open a day or two after this comes to air if you're still lucky for the current ones Excellent. 
We had uh, something else posted. Well, I was tagged in something yesterday by Peter Pullman um, from a post that Charlie Pierce put up, which was about Phoenix Park Park Run in South Africa. So it's returned. Interesting, not interesting. Let's see. So after 192 weeks or three years, eight months and four days, Phoenix Park Park Run restarted. So this then took me down a rabbit hole to see if there was an Australian one that had had such a long time. So Stones Corner, which isn't far from me in Brisbane, it was on hold and it actually coincidentally was started on the same day. Sorry, it was on hold from the same day that Phoenix Park stopped. Uh, although Stones Corner only returned after 109 weeks, I say only. Um, and so, yeah, that was the longest Aussie park run that had been on hold. But that is nowhere near the longest park run in general that's been on hold. That honour is being held by Tremor Valley in Ireland, who had 338 weeks without a park run. So that's almost six and a half years that they were in hiatus. So good on them for coming back as well. Wow. Six and a half years. Yeah. Gosh, that's a long time. But um, so, Simon, I've got a question. Yep, go for it. <laughs> well, Jindabyne Park Run yeah. in New South Wales, they, they had their course damaged by the flood of Lake Jindabyne. Yeah. And they created a secondary course. Yeah. Which ran for a while and then that stopped and then they're coming back next weekend. Okay. So does that count? It probably does, but maybe because it hasn't restarted yet. Oh, radio. Because they would have been more than 109 weeks. So, yeah, that list is definitely uh, park runs that have stopped and restarted. So if Jindabyne hasn't actually restarted yet, then, yeah, it'll, it will probably pip Stone's Corner because 109 weeks is only just over two years. Oh, interesting. Well, thank you very much, Charlie Pierce, and thank you very much, Peter Polman. Indeed. Thanks for giving me the homework, Peter. <laughs> so, Mel, I think it's time that we throw to some roving reports from Tok and Lindell. What do you think? I think that's a very good idea. Let's have a listen now. Howdy, parkrunners. Tok from Inverloch. Today we've ventured up the Hume Highway to one of Victoria's newest events at Seymour. It's a Goulburn River Rail Trail. We have an absolutely stunning sunny day. The glass are out in the trees all around us, shrieking. We've had kookaburras singing to us this morning and having a bit of a laugh. Um, we've actually come up here today. It's our son Dano's 50th different event, so he gets his cow today. Well done, Dano. Um, let's get out and have a bit of a walk or a run and we'll see how we go. Howdy park runners, talk from Inverloch, and we're down here at the amazingly sunny Seymour uh, for Golden River Trail Park Run. I'm with Peter, who was the RD today, and Pete, you're the ED as well. Um, give us a bit of a history of uh, the park run at Seymour and Golden River Trail Park Run. Yeah, thank you. Um, we've been here for four weeks now. Uh, we've had a very long and daunting process to get it up and running. We started back in May, but due to the river flooding um, and other little complications, we finally were here. We were up and running, and as I said, week four. Um, we've had a good turnout. We've had about uh, all up now, probably just under 400 participants for the four weeks. And uh, 
yeah, we welcome a lot of people from Melbourne, especially. And Peter, it's a stunning course. You run along the Goulburn River. Um, I can understand why you had some flooding issues. Uh, the river is up a bit at the moment, but it's a stunning course along the river with the gums, the old bridge. You've got a whole heap of highlights along the course. Great to see. So give us a bit of a description of your course. Yeah, it's an all-terrain course. It's an up-and-back course, 2.5. Uh, and, yeah, you follow the river as it snakes along up to the 2.5 turnaround point. Um, and, yeah, it's got a winery on the left-hand side as you go under what was what we call the old Goulburn River Bridge, uh, appropriately named for the Goulburn River Trail. That used to be our one and only link to the highway before the bypass come through. But, yeah, it's a scenic route. Um, it's flat, a couple of little gullies up near the 2.5 turnaround point, and um, then you return and... Uh, yeah, totally different scenery on the return visit looking at the river. It is. It, it's gorgeous. You've got a bit of a fork in the river there that you can get a look up. A lot of campers on the other side of the river. Um, I just found it really cool. you got, like, seats. you got a seat every 100 metres along the river. There's so many seats on this course. Yeah, that's, yeah, well, um, the council put that in, and that's that's the, the, uh, the thing about it. Council, many, many years ago, made this course. Um, it is a forgotten treasure. Um, we would hope one day that it gets improved, um, resurfaced, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, the seats have been there for a long time. Some of them have been dedicated for certain people over the years. Um, uh, there's one up there called Lens, Lens Shed One. Um, but, yeah, look, you know, and that gives opportunity for people if you, if you want to sit down and just absorb it, um, sit down and enjoy the river, the views, and um, continue with your park run. And uh, top tourist trip at the tip at the moment might be uh, don't forget Eregard. Yeah, at the moment, yeah, we, it was funny. Week one and two, we didn't really notice them that bad, but uh, week three and, and four, they are there, they are around. Um, not on the course while you're running and walking, uh, but when you're standing around waiting for the briefing and all that, yeah, they are. So it is a bit of an Eregard thing. I did bring a can today, so uh, a lot of people did use it because uh, we end up doing the polka dance last week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think we might head off and get coffee. I think you've. You look like you popped a calf or something on the start line today. That uh, didn't yeah. look and it didn't sound too good. Apparently no, no. you could hear it across the crowd. So. Yeah, something I've never had before. So, um, yeah, it's a bit painful, um, but I'll go home and um, get ice a bit of ice and, it and yeah. uh, someone suggested compression. So I uh, have to go to the doctor and have a look at it, see if it's a calf muscle. I don't think it's a Achilles, but um, something I've never had. But I'll put that down as that's just another notch of being old. I've had a look at it. It's been an amazing course. It's beautiful out there. As I said, the river gums along the banks of the river are just stunning. The um, kookaburras singing you along, cheering you as you go along. So a lot of them are out today as well. There were kookaburras last night. There were maggies out warbling. It's, yeah. it's got a bit of everything. No one got swooped. There were kangaroos last night out on uh, the course. Yeah, up so, at the winery there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's their little their hole. We've never had any issues with the kangaroos. They're there and then they, they dissipate, disappear after a while. Um, but no, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a really nice, relaxing course. And uh, for everybody out there who hasn't done G for Goulburn River Trail Park Run, we'll see you very soon. Oh, thank you and congratulations on getting a successful event up and running. No, thank you. And uh, we can only do it with the help of the volunteers. They're our champions. And, of course, we are, um, again, we've got a lot of uh, support from people outside of Seymour at the moment. Um, but we look forward to seeing you one day and uh, enjoying our course. G'day Parkrun Adventurers, it's Lyndall and today I am coming to you for the Channel 5 News crew from the Kwandamooka people. Um, I've ventured south of Brisbane, southeast of Brisbane City to Redland Bay um, regional area to Redland Bay Parkrun. Now, if you have been paying attention, you may recognise that First Nations acknowledgement of the Kwandamooka people. It's 
that's the acknowledgement that our very own Simon Mackley gives every time he is on the pod. That is right. I'm in his backyard and that is why I am at Redland Bay. I am searching for a frond. There was a bit of chatter about Redland Bay in the Friday post. Um, There should be a few adventurers here. So I'll try and track them down, try and see what the vibe is here and I'll be back to you after the run. Alrighty, now there were several milestones here today at Redland Bay, um, but my favourite one, um, which is an unofficial one, is Greg, who is doing his Cowl Club, his 100th different event today at Redland Bay. How did it go today? Oh, it was great. Two of my uh, old friends from Park Run came all the way down here from the north side, and uh, yeah, we had a great walk together. Excellent. You've got your Hawaiian lay on, so it's all colourful here. Yes, yes, that's to show that it's a party milestone. Yeah, perfect. Now, a hundred different events, that takes a bit of commitment. What is your best story from the hundred different events that you've done? How have you done this? Okay, well, when I started parkrun, there were less than 10 parkruns in Australia, and I never would have even dreamed of doing a hundred different ones. But my best story is probably uh, in 2012 when I got married Um, my wife didn't actually know too much about parkrun and she didn't cotton on to the fact that I planned our honeymoon to go to (laughs) Melbourne and stay near Albert Park. Yes. And then we went and visited Perth and stayed near Claysbrook Cove. Excellent. And um, she had no idea that uh, that was purely so that we could do parkruns together and not out of some desire to take her to exotic places on the honeymoon. (laughs) Excellent planning. Now, dare I ask, um, she's still your wife? Right. Yes, she was here today yeah. and uh, she only signed up to Park Run to do my volunteering for me so that I could focus on my running. Yeah. Um, and she's now done 130 Park Runs and over 60 volunteers. So uh, she's managed to get sucked into it as well. Sucked into it? Comes, that, that's a bit an overstep. She's, she's, she's seen the light. Yeah, that's probably a better way of looking at it. And I'm sure the rest of my family who have also all been... Uh, enveloped into the loving parkrun family um would say the same thing all right now a hundred different events i'm going to put you on the spot here i want you to name your top three parkruns that doesn't include your home parkrun okay so that makes it a bit harder because my favorite is zilmia no matter what it reminds me of my childhood it's a school cross-country event and uh, it's not just the only Z, it is actually the best parkrun in Australia, but I can't <laughs> say that one. Um, I don't mind Zilmia myself. It's close to where I live. I actually really love Zilmia. Yeah, so, oh, look, it, it is on the spot. But one that I did recently that was small, friendly, flat, fast and nice location was Beaufort Lakes outside Ballarat in Victoria. Really enjoyed that one. Um what would be another really enjoyable one? Give me, ask me another question. All right, I so I guess, how, what's the furthest you've travelled to go to, to a park run? Um, so that's pretty easy because I don't normally, I don't travel just for park run, but I needed an E when we were staying at Ballarat, so I uh, went to Eastern Gardens at Geelong. That was about 100 k's. And I've never deliberately travelled further than that for park run. 
but yep. I always plan my travel around park runs. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I do the same, I think, yeah. So I, I will say, and I'm not just saying this for you, I love Bunyaville as well. It's actually the closest park run to my home. I've only, only done it, I think, 15 times um, in... 12 years but it's yeah it's just it's challenging it's small again it's friendly and um and people do remember you even if you only attend once a year uh, people do recognize you know who you are so that would be in my in my top ones as well and it's really hard um cook's river is pretty good down in sydney um, again, that's probably one that I like for... It's a fast course. It's flat, fast, open, and there's great coffee at the finish line. So it's probably a good reason for that to be in the top three as well. It's a pretty good list. All right, now, um, I'm not sure what else to ask. What else... What would you like the Parkrun adventurers to know about the rest of your story? How did you get involved in Parkrun? So... Can you get the emotion? Michael Schultz actually got me into parkrun. Yeah, right. Um, before parkrun, a running club here in Brisbane used to do a thing called the Beachside Five, which was a 5K run once a month at um, Shorncliffe Pier, yeah. which is now part of the Sandgate Parkrun. And I used to go each month, and that was it was a, a small group of mostly serious runners who were trying to do a time trial. It was the same idea as parkrun, but obviously not marketed as well as parkrun. And, um, yeah, one month and must have been um, a, uh, March of 2012, Schultz told me about this thing that was at New Farm called parkrun. So the next Saturday, and it was on every week, so you didn't have to wait a month to do, get your 5K fix. So, um, yeah, I turned up the next week. I was lucky enough to finish first, and that is always a motivator. Um, and I was in my mid-40s at the time, so I certainly didn't expect to finish first. And um, then it became a bit of a thing. I started, oh, well, there's, yeah, as I said, my next two were the two I did on my honeymoon in, in um, Melbourne and in Perth. Um, yeah, and then it just, each, back in those days, people who are new to Parkrun might not realise, Parkrun used to encourage you to go to um, inaugural events yeah. because they wanted to show support for the new events that started. So I reckon the first 10 park runs that started in Queensland, I was at event number one. Yeah. And so I got to 15, <laughs> the, and there used to be a tally, you know, most park runs attended, yeah. and it used to only go up to 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I got to 15 pretty quickly yeah. just going to every new park run in, in Brisbane. Then they stopped that. And as I said, I've just make sure that if I'm travelling... I find a park run, and um, I've recently spent three weeks in Canberra. I did Jerobombera, Umbagong, and something else. Can't even remember what the third one was. But three, oh, Waggy Bridge. So I did three new park runs I hadn't done before, and yeah, got to meet people. Got to do the the Waggy Bridge with my uh, my niece who lives in Canberra, and uh, we did it in. Uh, on preliminary final day in our in our Collingwood yeah. uh, jumpers and oh, gee, I didn't know you were one of them. I wouldn't have interviewed you if you knew you were a Magpie supporter. Yeah, so you know it was uh, it was just lovely. It's uh, it's parkrun is just such a great way to meet people, yeah. such a great way to get around. I've never yeah. been. I've lived in Brisbane twenty five years. I've never been to Redland Bay. So yeah. here I am. Brilliant. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up there. 
thank you so much. Thank you for talking. For talking to me. To me. Well done on thank your cowl, and I will see you at Zilmia, I'm sure, you sometime will. soon. Thank you. Alrighty, now I have found top 10 finisher Harrison. Harrison, how are you today? Good, thank you. Good. And how old are you? Nine. And I hear that you did a PB. Yes, I got 23 minutes or maybe 22.59 or 23.01. And I came top 10th and I was very happy about it. Top 10, baby. High five. Yeah. Woohoo. I'm sure you're very happy. Now, do you run here at Redland Bay all the time? Most of the time. Sometimes I run at different places too. Okay. Do you remember any of the places that you've been other times? Uh, no, not really. No, that's okay. You're only nine. I understand. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, you've just got other things to put in your memory. Yeah. <laughs> now, 23 minutes around there that's pretty fast and you're only nine so you have to run with somebody yes I run with my uh adults um not my parents or my family or anything I know is that because they're too slow yeah yeah a lot (laughs) um I know a lot of people around here and the people I run with is Lainey Eric Rob and the other three older kids and I know a lot of people I bet you do now some of the kids this I think I know who you mean the older kids they flew past me they're pretty fast hey yes all right now what is the secret to running fast at Redmond Redland Bay Parkrun well keep a steady beat and like do well breathing and like just pump your arms and pump your legs and don't try not to stop that sounds and like... think about trying to get a PB. Yep, so you really think about getting a PB? Yes. yes. Now, and what is the best thing about running? Oh, um, well, everything really. I like everything about running. Yep, that's a good answer. And what's the best thing about parkrun? Uh, meeting new people, friends, and just running and enjoying things. And running faster than your mum and dad. Yeah, totally. (laughs) All right. Well, well done, Harrison. Thank you very much for talking to me today. And uh, keep on park running. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. When's your next PB going to be? Next week. Yeah! Woohoo! All righty. So, before I wrap up today from Redland Bay, um, I didn't get to interview the run director or event director today so um, for those of you who are wondering I will provide a bit of a course description. Uh, Redland Bay is two laps around a um, oval, a cricket oval um, before heading out onto a walkway and boardwalk along Moreton Bay Um, and the boardwalk is actually really lovely. There's some little stretches um, through some rainforest and if you take the time just after the turnaround at the top of the hill near the golf course you do actually get a really lovely view across Morton Bay from there so that's the course recce um, and in in instead of thanking the RD in at my interview I will thank them now to the team at Redland Bay um, including Tony who is a regular listener of the podcast and a parkrun adventurer 
The second order of business is um, just a throwback to my little chat with Harrison and um, just the, the acknowledgement that he gave to the adults and older kids that run with him every week. And I just thought I'd may, maybe just do a bit of a shout out for anyone who, who does take that responsibility from time to time, whether it's to give an adult or a parent a break from their own child or whether it's to help nurture a young up-and-coming runner like Harrison. Well done you. Thank you. Thank you for your service. <laughs> And then finally, how nice was it to hear um, just a little bit of acknowledgement for our friend Schultzy, friend of the podcast um, and one of the legends of, well, I was going to say Southeast Queensland Parkrun, but Parkrun in general. Nice to hear him acknowledged today as well. Alrighty, that is Lyndall out from Redland Bay Parkrun. And two really good reports coming out this week, Simon. And, uh, yeah, one of them, well, with Lyndall, I thought I would say just as from a mother's point of view, 100% uh, on board with her words about giving a thanks to those people who choose to run with juniors. And, yeah, from the perspective, I guess, of uh, being allowed to run occasionally unencumbered by your under 11 is a nice thing. Well, it sounds bad, doesn't it? But you know what I mean. Oh, no, I definitely, yeah, I yeah, totally agree with it. I, I know some of the, the guys that do actually run with Harrison. Um, sorry, I know of them from seeing them at Redland Bay. So it's, yeah, I mean, it is really nice to see, yeah, people giving parents a bit of a break because they probably don't get that break during the week. Yeah, that's right. So... Um, and did you like the music? <laughs> oh, again. <laughs> I couldn't let that go through to the keeper, could I? Oh, exactly. I mean, when I saw that he was wearing a, a magpie's hat, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and, yeah, it was really nice to hear Lyndall acknowledging and um, Greg as well acknowledging Schultzy. Um, yeah, we're sending our... Adventure love to him and uh, hoping for a very speedy recovery. Now, Simon, on to Dazza's this week. Dazza said, it's the 46th Saturday of 2023. How many park runs have you done so far this year? Just some of the many comments were. And the first one's yours. It is. So we heard from Natalie Soper. So she said, Wrocław Park Run for the th number three of four park runs I'm doing in Poland. Lovely out and back course on a flood bank. Surprisingly, I'm at 29 park runs this year, despite my 15 week hiatus while traveling in non park run countries. Fun fact Park Run Poland is supposed to have phased out their selfie frames, but I'm pleased that Polish park runs continue to bring them along with them. Oh, sorry, along with the purple sign. And there was a picture of Natalie in the selfie frame with some very unpronounceable <laughs> words on me, which I'm not even going to try. <laughs> and it says, love park run in Polish, no doubt. It does, I'm sure. Now, we also heard from Richard, 46 out of 46 participations with 43 runs and 16 volunteers, including stepping up to RD twice so far, second Auckland, second Auckland Park Run this morning at Owairaka. And Richard shared a picture of the Owairaka Park sign. 
And then we heard from Helen Patricia. So she was also in New Zealand. So she said, had a fun time as park walker at Cambridge, New Zealand Park Run. Chatted to the lovely Alison. It was raining, so I wore a bin bag with kiwis on it. What a lovely course. Great breakfast after. 32 volleys, 47 park runs. I volunteer at juniors despite having no kiddos. And she sent a collection of pictures, um, but my favourite was definitely the one of Helen and Alison park walking. Oh, and yes, yeah, shout out to those those people with no kiddos who do support Junior Park Run. We appreciate you. Indeed. We also heard from Heather Hunter, guesstimating, I've done about 30 run walks this year, plus a bit of volunteering. Today, I handed out tokens at the launch of uh, Dungar Reserve Park Run. Well over 12 months work from the event team to get to this point. It was a wonderful morning with everything going smoothly and approximately 20 people doing their first ever park run. And Heather shared a picture of herself with a Hawks fan in the selfie frame by the Manning River. It's nice to have another AFL club represented in the photos this week. (laughs) Then we heard from Jackie Hancock. So she said, park run slash jog today, dressed as a butterfly for our 350th. Oh, and I did the briefing like an airline safety briefing. 36 park runs for me this year, missed a few after I fell off my bike and damaged myself and a couple of volleys too. And there was a picture of Jackie posing in her butterfly cape including antennae on her head, um, so she must have just hatched from the chrysalis. Are you just being a bit clever with knowing all those uh, fancy <laughs> terms, Mr. No. Mackley? <laughs> <laughs> right, and we might hear a little bit more about that uh, briefing a bit later on. But we heard also from Stephen Cox. 30-odd so far this year, plus 20-odd volley credits. Today, a visit to Two Rivers Wines Park Run, awesome park run, entire course around a vineyard. And Stephen shared a photo in the selfie frame with the backdrop of the vines. So that's getting a lot of love, that new park run up there at Two Rivers Wines. It is indeed because it's one of, yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of the newer ones apart from Dungar. Yeah, and aren't our adventurers good volunteers, Simon? They are indeed. They, yeah, that came across a lot in the uh, in the comments in those more than two hundred comments this week. So that's um, yeah, it's very good to see. It is now. Uh, I think you should have the results of the OB winner. Oh, so would you like to make I? the announcement? Yeah, well, you should. It's generally yeah, it's not my job. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who we chose because this <laughs> might be a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, but this is not the only night we've been recording. Oh, yes, we were supposed to mention that and I forgot. Um, yes, we are having some teething issues with Riverside, <laughs> we, Simon? On Monday night, we recorded our intro twice and then had to pause and record the rest on Wednesday night, which is today, now. Indeed. So that may that may ex- explain a later than normal release, although the editing fairies will do their very best. <laughs> and the Ovi goes to... Stephen Cox. With a brilliant shot there, yes, 
indeed in front of that fabulous park run and I need to try to get there one day. That's on my list. That's like Tony mentioned the other week about having a destination list. I think I need to start that destination list. Mm, indeed. Do you have some of those, Simon, ones that you just want to go to just because you think it looks like a cool place? Oh, yeah, definitely. I have quite a list of them and I updated them again the other day because I'm trying to get through some of the Brisbane ones that aren't sort of close to me anymore. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely some interstate that I would love to be able to go to. Brilliant. Okay, moving on to what's next. Moving on, we have heard from Rachel. So let's throw to Rachel now. This is Rachel with Club Corner, where we talk about the what and why of parkrun clubs, and I am coming to you from Aranda Country. Today I'm going to talk about the history of the greatest sportsball team of all time, wearing black and white. The Collingwood Football Club was born out of the worst slums in Melbourne, yet grew to be arguably the most famous football club in the country. It was founded on a sustained and passionate grassroots campaign in the late 1880s for the suburb of Collingwood to have a senior football club bearing its own name. Local residents, community and business leaders and politicians all hoped that having their own football club could help bring a measure of pride to a downtrodden suburb. After more than two years of community struggle, the Collingwood Football Club was finally approved for admission to the Victorian Football Association in September 1891, and played its first game in May of 1892. Can I stop now Mel? Your boot is hurting my throat. Seriously though, my actual topic this week is juniors, specifically parkrun juniors. Mel has spoken about this previously, so I am not going to Rachel explain her, instead I will recite the liturgy according to Parkrun Global as it is very clear. Junior Parkrun is a series of 2K runs for children held in areas of open space around the UK, Ireland and Australia. They are open to all, free, and are safe and easy to take part in. The courses are marshalled so that juniors will be in sight of at least one marshal at all times. Children should be aged 4 and over to take part and can register a junior parkrun performance until the day before their 15th birthday. Parkrun is a running, jogging and or walking event. No matter how fast or slow you are we are just delighted to see you taking part. Whilst more competitive children can use junior parkruns to test themselves against their own time, and against others, participation should ultimately be for fun, and we urge all parents slash guardians slash volunteers not to put children under undue pressure to perform. Equally we don't mind if you drop out, you can always come back and try again another day. This last point is much like our podcast. We don't mind if you listen every week, or only sometimes. Winky face. Are there things you would like to learn? Feel free to give Mel or Simon a hoi. And remember, in Parkrun Life, all non-milestone clubs are unofficial and unsupported by Parkrun, so stay tuned for our future club corners. And thank you very much to Rachel, being a bit cheeky there, saying that I was having her under duress. But another mention for Collingwood. So, yes, a black and white theme again this week. Yay! <laughs> oh, when will this end? <laughs> yeah, well, you've got uh, another uh, how many months of it until the 11, next Eleven, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, or so. maybe it's only ten. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, we have some emails, Simon. You've got mail. Indeed we do. So the first one we've got is actually from Tanya Bailey. So she said, Hi guys, thought I would send a photo of our run briefing written by Jackie Hancock. 
as mentioned earlier. Very cleverly written. Our theme today was Wings for our 350th park run. Love your work, Tanya Bailey. And she shared a photo of the run briefing. Because of the length of it, we aren't going to read it out, but we will share it in the post when this goes out. We will. We will ask the office lady to add it in the comments and we will remember to tell her we've asked her to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But we should say that this was at Pegasus. I don't think either of those mentioned at all the event that it was at. It was Pegasus Parkrun's 350th. We should have assumed that though because it's always... Jackie and Tanya coming from Pegasus. It is. Well, we know that, but maybe the listeners don't remember, Simon. Sure. We've got to be professional. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we also heard this week from E-Man. We hadn't heard from E-Man for a while, and he said, hi, Mel, Ollie, Simon, and Toc. He's covering all bases there, isn't he? Christine, Juno, and I were happy to be back for an adventure in Melbourne this weekend, meeting up with a few local adventurers at Kirkdale Reserve Park Run. Jodie Craig, Rebecca and I were joined by a couple of Melton City runners who I previously met at Toolan Creek Park Run. Here's a photo from the morning. Looking forward to hosting Palm next year, guys. It should be a great weekend. E-Man. And E-Man did send a photo of the crew out there at Kirkdale Reserve. And, uh, yeah, it was great to hear from him again. I couldn't get there, sadly, this week. So sorry to miss you on this visit, E-Man. It's been a while since we've heard from him. Hmm. But, Simon, the Consolidated Club Report for Saturday, the 18th of November, 2023. Of a total of 509 members, 407 took part on this date in eight countries across 209 locations. In the UK, there were adventurers at... 31 events, three in South Africa, two in the US, and one each in the Netherlands, Poland, and Singapore. Locally, we had adventures at 47 events in New South Wales, 43 events in Kingsland, 33 in the Greater State, 13 in SA, 11 in WA. The North Island and Tassie had eight. There were four in the ACT, two on the South Island, and one in the Northern Tree. Internationally, we had uh, three people at Southampton with our largest front. Um, so that was Stuart, Tamsin and Morgan Smith. And locally, the largest front was out at Goulburn River Trail, Seymour, where Tony was. And that was John Graham, Lee Secuso, Amanda O'Reilly, Jintang Huang, Dano O'Connell, Joe Richards, Joe Stingo, Jackie and Tog, Mel Flincher and Chantelle Hosking. That's a huge front of 11. It was. <laughs> Very big. <laughs> we have adventurer milestones as well. So Sophie Nicholson, A6932009, ran her 10th milestone. Alice Hedges, A2195334, ran her 50th. We had Rex Green, A6924963, ran 100th. And Heidi McGrath, Leah Morley and Kay Anthony ran their 250th milestone. Hooray, congratulations to all the adventurers. And we also had a PB. It was Sheila Sharma for 881930 who ran a PB at the entrance of 26 minutes and 8 seconds. Good on you, Sheila. Nice one. 
And remember, if you would like us to track these achievements, you can add the Adventurous Club as one of your five affiliations on your official Parkrun profile. But Simon, there were some launches. There were some launches, and Heather Hunter has already shared one of them with us, um, but that was Dungar Reserve in Harrington, which is along the Manning River, uh, sort of east of Taree. So they had 81 finishes. 18 of those were doing their very first park run, so that was a, a nice big amount. So it's an out-and-back course along, as I said, the Manning River. It's about 335 kilometres northwest of Sydney from the co- – uh, sorry, to the coast from Taree. Wow, okay. So you know that part of town? Have you been there before? Not really. I, I mean, I've driven through Taree on the way to or from Sydney, but, um, yeah, no, I definitely haven't gone to the coast from that from that sort of area. Okay. And we also had Aronica's Nursery, which is in Barberton, South Africa, which is about 360k east of Joburg. There were 62 finishes, of which seven did the very first park run. This event is two laps on a mixture of grass, sand and trail. And then the third one that launched last weekend is Zoofontaine also in South Africa, in Orange Free State, uh, which is about 98 kilometres from Bloemfontein as the crow flies. So they were a bigger launch with 374 finishes. 14 of those were first-timers. Uh, it's an out-and-back route along the Zoofontein parking area and around the perimeter of all the baseball and cricket fields. They're getting a few new events over there in South Africa. So hopefully we got the uh, pronunciations a bit closer this week, (laughs) Johan. Indeed. We try our best. We say it as we see it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe um, I should be uh, asking our South African correspondents to do more audio for me. We haven't had their voices for a little while. So, Mel, I think that might be it for the week. Where are you going next Parkrun Day? Ooh, I've had a last-minute change of plans in uh, the last seven days. So where I was going to be heading is now not where I'm going. (laughs) And I'm going to WA. Very excited. Yay. I'm going to, yes, to 2J. Yay. Which is Newcastle Park Parkrun. Assuming all flights go ahead. Of course, which you never know, and uh, and I recover from the red eye, and uh, yeah, so that'll be fun, and I get to hang out with me mates and catch up over there with Sarah from the West Side, yeah, and Matt, of course, haven't forgotten you, Matt. Always nice to see you too. Yeah, so that's going to be exciting. That's a big adventure. It is. It is. I love WA. It's my new favourite place to go. Oh, excellent. Mm. And what about you, Simon? I'm heading off to Rocks Riverside. So that'll be the third time I've been there. Um, and I'm catching up with some of the event directors that of the events that I look after here in Brisbane. So I, I don't know how many of them are turning up, but um, I've invited all the EDs and all the RDs from those, uh, from those events. Is that something that Parkrun asks you to do? do in your role as an ambassador to have regular little catch-ups like that uh, or is that just you 
it, no, it's not just me. I used to do it when I was in Sydney as well. But um, no, it's. I guess it's something that we all do in different ways. Like we're always talking to our events and that sort of thing at, at some stage. Sometimes it's, you know, a couple of times a week. Sometimes it's not for a couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know that some of the events that I look after, they, they love adventuring around. So, um, yeah, so it's a good excuse to go to an event that, a lot of them haven't been to recently. Ah, that's good. And then it encourages them to tour and maybe get tips from other events on how to handle situations or how to do things differently. Exactly. And and Rocks is sort of one of the bigger ones in Brisbane as well, like nowhere near as big as uh, New Farm and South Bank, but it gets a few hundred people and, um, yeah, I mean, it's been around for quite a while as well. I'd say it's probably one of the very early ones in Brisbane. So, yeah, I think they they might have celebrated their 11th this year. Okay. Oh, and by the way, going back to our intro where I noticed that Redland Bay and Karkarook were on very similar event numbers. Yes. I did check out when they launched and Redland Bay, so there was about a year difference in between their launches. Oh, well, oh, of course, because Queensland came back a lot earlier from COVID. Yes, and we had lots of lockdown. Yeah, and I know Redland Bay normally does all the um, all the special ones as well, so they pretty much always do Christmas Day, New Year's Day, that sort of thing. So, hmm. but wow, yeah. So a good example about how events uh, that might have launched at the same time can get out of sync with their event numbers or um, get into sync when they did not launch at the same time. Correct. Yeah. Well, that's very interesting. Good homework. I know. I'm all over it. (laughs) (laughs) You are all over it. But thank you again, Simon, for joining me this week. Uh, If you haven't figured it out, Adventurers, Simon joins me on the third Monday (laughs) of every month. And it's been an interrupted recording, as we've previously mentioned. It has indeed. So it's time to close it out. As always, you can contact us via Parkrun Adventurers on Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. That's it for another week. We will see you all next time for more adventures.